telling you not to. I'm not telling you to turn. I'm, I'm going to put them all on the screen. I want to do this kind of quickly tonight, but again, I'm just I'm feeling led to do it, so I'm going to do it. So let's begin Luke 17 and 5. Luke 17 and 5. Amen. And praise God. It's not coming up for some reason, Christy. I've got it right here, but it won't let me. Uh, it's acting a little funny. Amen. So thank you, sister. Um, slide number 11. Luke 17 and 5. It says, In the apostles said to the Lord, Increase our faith. Increase our faith. And of course, Jesus, study it for yourself. Jesus didn't ignore their request, but he immediately taught them about seed and servant. Seed and servant. So you've been given faith, but just like seed, if you don't know what to do with the seed, you're not ever going to get the potential from the seed that it, that, that it has you know, to produce for you. And the same is with faith. You've got faith, but if you don't know how to release its potential, it's not ever going to produce the results in your life that it could produce for you. And then he's talking about a servant, right? And, and we see that as, as we put our faith to work, it, it exercises it and it grows. Faith is, needs to be understood then as something that can grow and needs to be developed like a muscle that needs to be fed and exercised. Acts chapter 16 and verse number 5. It says, so the churches were strengthened in the faith and increased in number daily. Strengthened in the faith, increased in number daily. 2 Corinthians 10 and 15. Not boasting of things beyond measure, that is, in other men's labors, but having hope that as your faith is increased. Anybody seeing a theme here? Amen. <laughs> as your faith is increased, we shall be greatly enlarged by you in our sphere. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 3, we are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is fitting because your faith grows exceedingly. And the love of every one of you all abounds toward each other. And that same verse from the Passion Translation, 2 Thessalonians 1 and 3, we feel a personal responsibility to continually be thanking God for you, our spiritual family, every time we pray. And we have every reason to do so because your faith is growing marvelously beyond measure. How many of you know the Holy Spirit doesn't exaggerate? We may exaggerate things, but if the Holy Spirit through the Apostle Paul said that their faith was growing marvelously beyond measure, amen. Well, that's something for us to aspire to, amen. The unselfish love each of you share for one another is increasing and overflowing. So there's some really important things Again, if I could just remind you that we see directly related to increasing in faith. They increased in faith, and the church increased in number. They increased in faith, and the church increased in financial resources. They increased in faith, and the church increased uh, in its sphere of influence, uh, both locally and around the world. And they increased in faith, and they increased in their unity and oneness and closeness with one another. Amen. All right, let's go to Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 19. Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 19. Praise God. All right, we're going we're gonna, to, as we haven't walked away from some of the things we've been developing, but I just feel led tonight to, um, this is kind of hot off the press. This is something that the Lord really um, just snuck up on me and and, and shared with me, praise God, and I want to, while it's fresh on my heart, share it 
with you tonight. Praise God. So this is related. Um, let, me, let, me give you, um, let me give you the title tonight. And I rarely do that. I usually preach and then give the title. Amen later. But the title tonight is Learning Faith from the Master. Learning Faith from the Master. Okay? Learning Faith from the Master. Now, let's say you're an electrician, an, uh, a beginner electrician. Well, you, you know, you want to learn um, how to do electrical work from a master electrician. Amen? If, if there's some other skill or trade um, that, that, that you want to uh, learn or grow or become uh, more efficient or more, more uh, skilled in, um, then you want to find a master that you can study under and study with. Amen. And so we have been given an invitation to learn faith from the master. And the master is, of course, Jesus himself. Jesus himself. Now, with that said, let's go again. Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 19. It says, so we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. Now, <clears throat> he's referring to that first generation of Israelites that came out of slavery in Egypt. And Deuteronomy 6.23 says that God brought them out of slavery so that he might bring them into the promised land. He brought them out so that he could bring them in. But of course, we know they refused to cooperate with God. They refused to, um, you know, listen to him and, and humble themselves and and we see that that first generation did not enter into the promised land. And the Bible tells us right here ultimately why they did not. They did not enter in. Why? Because of unbelief. Because of unbelief. Let me, we'll talk to you about this a little more, but let me just step away from my notes for just a second. Share my heart with you real quick, okay? And the Holy Spirit keeps bringing this back. There's some themes. Normally when we begin a new year, and it, it, sometimes it lines up exactly with the new year, um, you know, the, the Holy Spirit will, will kind of lead us to a, a, a subject that we'll develop and study all year. This year, it, it hasn't really flowed that way. But what's happening instead is the Holy Spirit is... Um, you know, just speaking some different themes to us. And one of those themes is protection, right? We've been just, again, he keeps emphasizing that. And so we, we're building our faith uh, in what the Word of God says about divine protection for us and for our families. Amen? Okay. Another theme this year is to increase our faith, to, to, to grow um, in faith. Amen? All right? Um, and, and so we've looked then at becoming a faithmetician. We've talked about faithmatics. And, and so in the same way, if we're going to be a faithmetician, we want to 
study from a master faith mathematician, and, and, and that being Jesus. Now, because of the, of the, of the nature of faith and, and because, when I say the nature of faith, remember, um, faith is a sixth sense. It, it's, it's not something that, that you can you know, put your hand on like a, like a microphone or an, or an ink pen or something along those lines. It, it's, it's spirit in nature. And so because it's, it's, it's spirit in nature, um, sometimes people are confused by what it is and by how it works. And one of the things that we really, we, we tried to handle it delicately but firmly um, last year was, was what the Bible teaches about a pretend faith or a feigned faith. Um, and this, of course, being where people think they're in faith and they're not, all right? And one of the key things that we learned in that study, and I want to just remind you of it tonight or bring it up uh, again tonight, is that one of the key indicators of faith working in your life, faith at work in the field of your life, is that you will be at rest. If you are genuinely in faith about something, you will not be troubled, tormented, worried, anxious about it. So I'm telling you that not to um, like judge you or anger you or offend you. I'm telling you that because that's, that has become one of my first um, things that I go to now when the Lord taught us that last year is when I'm, you know, believe in the Lord and, and in faith, that's one of the ways that I check myself. You ever heard that expression, check yourself? One of the ways that I check myself is I, I look at, you know, and I ask my, I'll even, you know, I'll talk to the Lord about it. Am I at rest about this? Am I, you know, if, if, if I'm feeling anxious about it and feeling like, you know, I got I to gotta go do something in the flesh to make it happen, this sort of thing. Again, that's a, that's a really strong indicator that I'm not in faith because when we're in faith, we're at rest. So notice again that they did not enter into their rest because of unbelief. Okay? Now, the chapter changes, the chapter number changes, but the, the message doesn't. All right? So we've got it on the same screen there. It goes from verse 19 of chapter 3 to verse 1 of chapter 4. Let me read um, verse 19 again, and then we'll launch into uh, chapter 4 without pausing. So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear lest any of you seem to have come short of it. For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. So again, notice that he's, he's making a very important comparison. And he's not just comparing, comparing first century Christians to uh, you know, uh, slaves taken out of Egypt. This is a comparison uh, that we can also make of ourselves. In other words, um, we can ask ourselves, have we mixed faith with the gospel that has been preached to us. Gospel here meaning what? Good news. They were, that first uh, 
that group of, of slaves that God brought out of Egypt, the good news was that God had a place of rest for them in Canaan land, in the promised land. Okay? Um, but they did not enter into that place because of their, what, unbelief. And then he says to you and to me um, that uh, there's a promise remaining for you and me to enter his rest. He's not talking about heaven one day. He's talking about rest on this earth and that we should be concerned, fear, lest we come, seem to come short of it, all right? So notice it keeps coming back to have we mixed faith with our faith with what we've heard. Verse 3, for we who have believed do enter that rest. As he said, so I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. This last part here is extremely important because he's saying the works were finished from the foundation of the world. He's saying everything necessary as far as God was concerned for them to enter into the rest was already done. It was, it was a, we might say it this way, it was a done deal, right? You know, we keep asking you this question, what has to happen for you to be healed? What has to happen for you to be saved? What has to happen for you, right? And, and if we're answering these questions that God's got to do something, we're confused because the work is finished, right? To, for your salvation, for your healing, for your Holy Spirit baptism, for your deliverance, it's, it's finished, okay? But, and God told them that. He told them, it's your land, go take it. And they, oh, no, we can't do that. There's giants there. We're bred to them, blah, blah, blah. See, fear, unbelief, doubt kept them from possessing what was theirs. So, first phrase of verse 3, and then we're going to go to the New Testament. For we who have believed do enter that rest. Okay? So who's entered the rest? We who have believed. We who have believed do enter that rest. He's not talking about the physical promised land. He's talking about the rest that remains for you and for me under our covenant with God. All right? Now, let's go to Matthew chapter 11, Matthew chapter 11 and verse number 28. Okay, and Christy, I don't mean to throw you a curveball. That's slide number 18. Matthew 11 and 28. Praise God. All right, so we're talking about learning faith from the master. Learning faith from the master. Now, listen, look at me for a moment. It is, it, it is such that we can learn faith um, from anyone who operates in faith. The Bible says, look at those who through faith and imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promise. Inherit means to lay hold of what belongs to you, take possession of what belongs to you, All right? And so, you know, Abraham is a classic example that, that Father God holds up for us today to look at what he did by faith, through faith, how his faith 
began and it increased over time from faith to faith and, and the things that he did and so much for us to learn. Are you, are you with me on that? So much for us to learn about faith from Abraham. But Jesus is the master. Amen. Jesus is the master. We, we can learn about faith like we've been really zeroed in on this woman with the issue of blood and, and how her faith made her whole, Jesus said, made her well. Because of her faith, he said she was healed. So we can learn, and we are learning. We've got some more to learn uh, from her about faith. But again, Jesus is the master. All right? Now, Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Come to me, Jesus speaking, written in red, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Now, in the Hebrew passage, the, the, the passage from Hebrews that we looked at, we see a pattern that the slaves came out of Egypt, God gave them the promised land, but they never entered into what God gave to them because of unbelief. Then he says to you and me, um, don't let the same pattern repeat itself in you. They heard good news but didn't mix faith with it and didn't benefit from it. You hear your good news and you need to mix your faith with it so that you can benefit from it. All right? So we, again, do you see the pattern there? Now, in this case, and that's why... I, our, as Sister Christie's helping us with the slides, I referred to her to a place earlier in my notes. When I structured this in my notes, I was going to go to Matthew 11 first, but I felt like the Holy Spirit was leading me to go to Hebrews first. Once we have that in place, now let's come back to what Jesus said to us in Matthew 11. Anybody ahead of me? You still with me? Amen? All right. So he says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. A yoke is a farming implement that would enable the forces of two oxen to be joined together. So Jesus is inviting us to come and be hooked up, connected with him, to, to walk alongside him. They would take a very mature, well-trained oxen, and they would yoke uh, a younger uh, oxen, um, with that more mature experienced one so that the younger one could learn the ropes, if you will, from that more mature one. Th this was something that they understood in their, in their farming uh, society and, and these kinds of things. So when Jesus would have said this about taking the yoke, people would have understood that concept that you take, I'm going to use the word, a master ox and bring a developing ox alongside so that the developing ox can learn from the master ox. Okay. Now, Jesus says, though, and I want, again, another pattern that I want to point out to you. He says, come and I will give, learn, and you will find. Now, the hurdle that we have to clear tonight, and it's one that many people run into and fall backwards. They never get over 
is that we actually have been given things by our Heavenly Father that we don't know we have. That there are things that belong to us. Remember, faith receives what grace has already given. Okay? So there are things that we've been given, and they're ours, just like the promised land was given to them, rest was given to them, it was theirs, but they never entered into it because of unbelief, remember? So now notice Jesus says, you come to me, I'll give you rest. We could reverse it, promised land equal rest. Here we could say, Jesus, I'll give you rest. Jesus says, I'll give you your promised land. Come to me, I'll give you your promised land. Take my yoke upon you. Come walk alongside me and you will find. How about if we change that word find for discover? You, you'll discover. I, I say this all the time. Discipleship is not about becoming something you're not. It's about discovering who you became the day you became a new creation in Christ Jesus. Discipleship isn't a means of you trying to leverage God into giving you something. He's already given you all things. Discipleship is about discovering what he's already given to you. Growing up into Jesus, increasing in, in the faith that is necessary for you to lay hold of in your life reality, right? Um, what already belongs to you. Amen. So again, come and I'll give. Learn and you'll discover it. it it'll become a part of, of, of your life reality. You with me so far? Here is the connection that the Holy Spirit gave me um, just a few days ago. Right. If entering into rest, and by entering in, we're talking about actually experiencing it. Come on now, don't, give me about six minutes and we'll be done, okay? Just maybe can get it done before then. Just, but don't miss this. Please don't miss this. Right? When we talk about entering into rest, we're not talking about being given rest. You've already been given rest. They were already given rest. Entering in means to actually go kick your feet up in the promised land and enjoy it. Right? Enjoy what's yours. En enjoy what Father has for you. Enjoy what He's given to you. A lot of people are not enjoying what already has been bought and paid for by the blood of Jesus and freely given to them by Father God. Okay? And so, if those who believe enter into that rest, and Jesus said, learn from me, and you will enter into the rest that I've given you, does it not seem like what He wants to teach us is believing? He wants to teach us faith. I'm not, I didn't do a very good job of that. Let me, let me go back. Maybe you're already ahead of me and eating a ham sandwich in your mind. All right, let's stay with me. All right. Praise God. <laughs> Man, the Lord is good. Praise God, the Lord is so good. We, we, had a, uh, we had a fabulous time today at the Hearts of Hope uh, banquet. I, um, I'm, it's awkward sometimes for me to you know, talk about myself, and I'm, not, I'm just... 
just the Lord just blessed me today. I don't know how else to say that. He just blessed me today. Just, just, um, amen. Amen. I, I, um, praise God. I, amen. Let me just get back to where I am right here. Um, amen. Um, the Bible says that your gift will bring you, it'll make room for you and it'll bring you before great men. Amen. Amen. And the word of the Lord was um, proven once again in my life today. So thank you, Father. Um, Jesus said, learn of me and you'll enter into rest. Hebrews says, only those who believe enter rest and those who did not enter the rest did not enter into it because of unbelief. So I believe that what Jesus is wanting to teach us is faith. He is a faith master and his invitation is to come and I'll give you rest and then take my yoke upon you and let me teach you some things about faith and how to believe so that you can enter into what my Father has already given to you. Amen. Are you seeing this? Okay. Now, there's two ways, two ways that you can learn faith from the Master. Number one is in real time in your life. Real time in your life. Okay. What do I mean by that? Well, faith is something that has to be exercised. Amen. And so as you're walking side by side with Jesus, you're going to come to different situations in your life that he wants to teach you in that moment how to use your faith to get an answer Are you, you follow what I'm saying? Okay. Let me, let me just give you a classic example, all right? And, and I'm, I'm not, don't think I'm picking on anybody, all right? I, I, I've been known to, to take a Tylenol, so amen. Don't, just hear me though. But the next time you're bebopping along in life and you have some symptom in your body Pause for a moment and ask the master, how do I use my faith here in this situation? Do you see that right there? See, that, that, again, I'm not, just Jesus, you know, he's going to tell you yes every time, but just, in other words, ask him, Jesus, can faith fix this? He, you think he's going, nah, son, uh, faith, won't, faith won't do anything about a headache. No, 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 see, again, right, because it seems like he's, the master's already said all things are possible to him who believes. Right? So learning faith from the master means doing life with him. And then 
as you come upon these different situations in life, amen, you follow me? I'm hesitant to talk about this because I don't want to, I'm not trying to put anybody on the spot, but um, let me just say it this way. I walked, I walked out of a meeting the other day and I came down a hallway and there was somebody obviously in suffering. I could, they did not feel well, fever. Um, when I touched them, when I laid hands on them, they were sweating. And, um, and again, I could tell. And so I just, you know, again, just being a follower of Jesus, people have the Holy Spirit pouring love out in your heart. You know, I'm like trying to show them some compassion, right? And man, you know, are you okay? You know, and so then I just said, hey, man, I, I found in the Bible where Jesus said that it, I could lay my hands on the sick people and sick people recover. You know, do you, do you mind if I, please, please, right? Okay. So, so notice now, what am I doing? I'm, I'm, I'm learning. See, there's been times in my life, right? And I'm just being honest with you. It's like you've, you know, I, I'm, you see, I said you. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about me right now. Okay, I'd rather talk about you, but I'll talk about me. Amen. Right? Where I felt like some kind of pressure. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like I got to heal this guy. No, no, see, again, it's, this is, I'm learning. I'm learning from the master. Me and Jesus, we, we just lay hands on this man. Right? I'm, I'm just, I'm doing what he's told me to do and what he said I could do. And, and uh, you see what I'm saying? So, but, but notice, I'm, I'm getting my faith off the sofa, and I'm exercising it. A deliberate, intentional effort, lay hands on a man and pray for him. Okay? Now, I'm going to have to stop the story right here, and I'm not just teasing you about this. But it turns out that many, many years ago, I knew this brother. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to, I started not to go down the road, but after I get through praying for him, he says, you don't know me, do you? And I went, well, no, I'm sorry, should I? And then he told me his name, and I'm like, are you kidding me? Right? Okay. Again, divine appointment. Now, I'm not, I'm not telling that pat myself on the back, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, right? That's, a, that's, that's learning faith from the master, right? I said two ways, though, right? What's the other way? All of, I mean, we've got four Gospels that record Jesus' teaching. He, did Jesus teach us on faith? Did he talk about faith? Yes. Did he demonstrate faith? Yes. Did he use faith? Yes. Right? Learn from the Master. Learning faith from the Master. Stand with me. Praise God. Praise God. You excited about it? The Lord reveals something to, uh, and I, I don't want to end this on a negative. I want to end it on a positive. But I, I want you to, I want you to um, begin to speak to a mountain with us, okay? And it's a mountain that is holding back this whole area. Okay. It's a mountain of apathy. It's a mountain of apathy. No passion, no motion, no emotion, no 
really don't carry the way about things, a lot of indifference. Amen. 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 Apathy. Let me just go ahead and tell you now, okay? Apathy and faith don't jihaw. You understand jihaw? Amen. Got some brothers and sisters from rural Alabama. I bet you understand jihaw, right? They don't jihaw. Amen. Brother Hagan said it this way. He said, if you want this word to work in your life, you've got to get excited about it. Some passion. If I'd have got there tonight and I didn't, we would have talked about the apathy of the crowd versus the passion of the woman. The apathy of the crowd settled for contact. The passion of the woman, right, wouldn't settle for anything less than a connection with Jesus. Amen. 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 Father, we speak to the apathy, Lord, that has tried to hinder and even in some places paralyze your people. Lord, in this, in this geographical area, Lord, that in, includes Hueytown and Bessemer and Pleasant Grove and Fairfield, and I'm not trying to leave anybody out, Lord, just this, this whole area. It may extend beyond this, but, but Father, I, I, have, I have not only seen this um, in years past, I, I'm seeing it increase, Lord. And it's affected us here, Father. I'm not here to, I'm here to build up your church, Father, not, not assault it and tear it down. But, Father, there's a lot of folks that call this their, their church home and their family of faith, Lord, and they, they are struggling with apathy when it comes to the things of the Spirit, when it comes to faith, when it comes to your Word, when it comes to worship, Father when it comes to fellowship, when it comes to camaraderie and, and brotherhood and sisterhood, when it comes to serving, Lord, again, apathy, Father. You showed it to me so clearly this week. And Father, we recognize that apathy's not of you. And Father, if it didn't come from you, then it's working against you and we take authority over it in Jesus' name. Father, we speak to a spirit of apathy and we command it to go. Father, we've, we've given it place. Help us, Lord, to give it place no longer in our hearts and in our lives. Father, thank you that we've been invited to learn faith from the Master. How could we say no to that invitation, Lord? Jesus, teach us as we walk alongside you. Help us, Father, to break this mindset of faith and prayer as the last resort. And, Father, that we would move it to the front of the line. And the first thing we would consider is, what can we do about this by faith in our God? We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, before you go, we have a baby tea this Saturday, and I apologize for not making that announcement, Jenny. So my computer thing's not working up here right tonight. So when I saw you, obviously I already started preaching. So um, I know Pam knows the time. Tell me the time. Two to...
2 to 4 this Saturday right here at Heritage.